What's going on, Alec? Welcome to Tarkaron. Today we're doing something a little different. You know what I'm talking about? This is something brand new. It's not gaming. It's not film. It's not television. It's a whole new world. So uh, I proposed the idea of doing hypothetical questions. And there's a podcast I, I listened to from a channel I watch called Blind Wave. And one podcast they did literally this which is hypotheticals, 50 questions for insane conversations. I and like then, how that's turning up with the blur. That's really great. Oh, well, <laughs> there's no blur for anyone else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they had fun just, like, reading through, and just, like, literally there was a podcast just discussing these. So cool. s some of them aren't as cool as others, obviously. Some of them aren't as detailed, but I think I figure I'll just go through them. I'm not going to pick out any. Just, um, just do a few. Just do a few of them. Yeah. At random. Okay. Yeah, and see how it goes. Maybe we'll do more in the future. Um, oh, so sorry. I'm eating dinner, or was eating dinner. So oh, he just fine. decided to start. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so I mean, I know only a couple of these just from like glancing at some and from that podcast. But who right. knows what's coming up first? All right. Well, lay some on me here. Wait. Let me read this intro card they have here. An intro card? Some people are extremely good at making small talk. These people are better known as idiots. These are the kinds of humans who can talk to a stranger was... for 40 minutes without learning I, I... anything essential about who that stranger is. I was going to call them chads, but yeah, you can call them <laughs> that too. They talk about the weather and about other people, and they mention what kind of car they drive and how old their children are. They have conversations in public that are ultimately no different than silence in an empty room. <laughs> I refuse to be that kind of person. I refuse to make small talk. I refuse. I don't care what the situation is or what the protocol is supposed to be. I see no value in asking someone a friendly, non-adversarial question if neither party cares what the answer is. Instead, I prefer to ask questions where the solution is irrelevant. I pose hypothetical questions where how one answers the query matters far more than the literal conclusion. There's no right answer to these kinds of questions. The end never matters. What matters is how you get to the end. What matters is how you think, not what you think. This deck represents those questions. If these questions seem absurd or boorish or juvenile, that's totally fine. Don't read them Just and don't answer them. because they are. <laughs> we don't need to be friends. We are not the same. But if you want to find out who other people really are, these are the conversations you need to have. And you need to have them now. Prepare to become more interesting. Ah! Okay. <laughs> interesting. Okay. okay. I, like, I like the sound of that. That's interesting. All right, so it, it, gives, it gives you a little card like this. You might not be able to see it, but it's fine. Nope, it I says, cannot. <laughs> it says The Honesty Room is the name of the Ooh, thing. That's the name of the card. Yeah, so someone builds a paranormal honesty room. Within the walls of this room, it is impossible for anyone to tell lies or to avoid answering whatever questions they are asked. This same inventor also creates a memory loss drug that is released into the air inside the honesty room as an airborne mist. What this means is that people who enter the honesty room will not remember what they said, what questions they were asked, or even that they were ever there. The only antidote to the memory loss drug is a pill, and you have this pill. So, in essence, you have access to a room where every guest who enters will tell you the absolute truth about anything, and then immediately forget what they were asked and what they said. But you will retain everything you learn. You are inside the honesty room with your parents. What do you ask them? <laughs> that was that was like way too detailed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you you're in the honesty room, like they, all this huge detail, and then just you could have just said, if you could ask your parents anything, and they wouldn't. They, so hold on. So the rules are, you don't 
you don't remember that you answered what you answered, but you remembered what other people answered to you. Or, what, or rather, you don't remember what you were asked, but you remember what people answered you. Right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. It was like way too much all at once. <laughs> they, they, they're telling me about some antidotes to some mist and everything. I don't know what's going on. And then, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to... Okay, well, it's the essence is that everybody who comes in will forget everything that they say and hear, but you. But they retain. But but they, they don't retain anything. You you no, have the was... you have the one pill that that allows you to retain it when, after you take it. Okay. So you're the one person who gets to retain everything. Anyone so else? If I get, so if I hit ask my parents anything. Yeah. I would ask who the favorite child is for sure. <laughs> Because they have three, and obviously she refuses to answer, but there's no way there's not a favorite, so. Yeah, I mean, like. But I don't have anything juicy. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, there's nothing really, like, I don't really know anything that I really even care to know that would be juicy. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm a terribly boring person when it comes to this question. Like, I don't know. Um... Right, I think, like, parents would be the last, the least that I would need to know from. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess that's that's kind of the normal one. Yeah, who's the favorite child? I mean, like... I, in essence, like, I, I don't really care. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter because really I, feel like, I feel like I've been raised pretty well. And I know my two brothers were pr- yeah. raised pretty well. In fact, knowing the answer to that question would not help anyone. But... <laughs> yeah. If anything, it makes you feel worse afterwards. It's, just... it's like, oh, oh, it is me? Oh why <laughs> no, if that was the answer no they're, like... they're just easily they're like easily my my sister is my favorite easily it's your it's the oldest uh, yeah the paragon of virtue yeah we're the um, youngest never in the middle that, that's that's me so uh so yeah i don't have anything juicy for that to be i honest. don't i just well that was a dud <laughs> we struck <laughs> out on that one yeah, I just don't. I just don't have anything like oh, really interesting that I would ask, that really that I would think about asking them. Like, what do you ask I don't them? know. Do you respect me? Do you really love me? What do you think of of how I live my life? Okay, how about euphoria forever? Imagine oh. the following three sensations. Number one, chewing and swallowing the first mouthful of your favorite food after starving yourself for forty-eight straight hours. The food is prepared perfectly. Ooh. Number two. Lying down on an especially cozy bed after 12 hours of non-stop physical labor on a cold day. Number three, the first moment of urinary release after having held a completely full bladder for more than 90 minutes. Okay, so I've had that before, though. Yeah, well. That one, that one's that one's a definite have had. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the last two are something you, you probably could experience. First one, you have to literally starve yourself for 48 yeah. hours to yeah. experience it, but... You get the idea. Uh, for the rest of your life, you'll feel one of these three ways all the time. This is how you will always feel 24 hours a day. You won't be doing the specific activity, but you'll always be experiencing the acts accompanying euphoria. Which one will you select? So, after chewing and swallowing your favorite food after 48 straight hours, lying yeah. in a cozy bed after 12 hours of nonstop physical labor in a cold day, or the first moment of your nerve release after having full bladder for more than 90 minutes 
It's got to be the food, right? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> That's mine. That's yours? Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to say urinary release, honestly. Urinary release. I, yeah. Uh, that's just like, because of how, because of how much I work on the road, there are a lot of times where I have to be working, like, I have to be, like, at, at the next stop soon. And oftentimes it's in a residential area, but it's also in the middle of nowhere, relatively speaking. So there's no, like, public bathrooms. I also can't then pull on the side of the road and and take a leak out in the woods. So there are some times where I'm having to hold it for far longer than I would ever find comfortable. Um, that moment when I first when I when it first happens, oh, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Honestly, the bed is is a very close second. Um, okay. Like it's that's almost first because like there it it is that that relief is. I mean, everybody knows that relief. I mean, even if it's not necessarily like after the huge exertion, but you know, like when you're really tired and you just fall on an incredibly comfy, warm bed, there's just like you. It's a necessity to to like to live, <laughs> to have to have a feeling at least similar yeah. to that. Um, but here's I the mean, thing: one, one of the, one of the other. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm, leaning, I'm leaning towards the first one because the, the second two, cozy yeah. bed and urinary release, that's something you can you can actually experience and it's like it feels great. But the first one you generally don't experience. I feel like if I were to taste my favorite food right now, that would be an amazing feeling because I'm hungry right now. Right. But if I intentionally starve myself for 48 hours, it's gonna feel a lot better. And I've never done that. I've never it, just starved myself for 48 hours. So. I don't know the feeling. I imagine the euphoria is going to be greater because of that rather than, you know, you can work for it's 12 yeah. hours and experience I, these. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I just feel like taste yeah, is so... Hmm. Taste is really, like, yeah, taste is really important. You're right. You're actually almost swinging me back around on that one now. I don't know. But here's the thing. It has to be something you feel all the time. I don't know, that urinary release one... You, we, you feel <laughs> always, it all the time. You're always released. You feel if you're always feeling that feeling, that's pretty great. It's pretty. <laughs> always it's pretty, just emptied that yeah. bladder. <laughs> but always just the the immediate first taste of your favorite food prepared perfectly after 48 hours of starving no, yourself. That's, that's a that's a tough one, dude. That's a tough one. I think I'm honestly like. You could you could kind of swing me at one of three ways because you were starting to swing me with the, the way you were going there. You kind of get me one like each way if you if you really kind of like convinced me well enough. But I'm gonna stick by my guns. I'm gonna go urinary release. But okay. I, I could I could see it the other, the other two ways. But yeah, no, just just knowing how that feels for me, that that's that'd be something that'd be nice to hang on to. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty satisfying euphoria. Well, I'm sticking with my food. Here we have the countdown. You are presented with a strange challenge. Someone dares you to count backward from 300 to zero. If you succeed at this simple request, you'll be given $25,000 in cash. However, if you misspeak, get any digit incorrect, or make any mistake whatsoever, you will immediately be doused with gasoline and burned alive. <laughs> Do you attempt this challenge? Um, no. <laughs> That's a no from you? That's that's a that's a big fat no. 
But you I get twenty five thousand dollars is an easy task. But if you get one wrong, <laughs> you get doused in gasoline That's and lit on fire. That's, That's big, a big yikes. yikes. <laughs> it is. No, I don't attempt this challenge. It's tempting because it would put a big dent in my loans. But I'd rather hold on to my life. Thank you very much. Three hundred. You can take all the time you need. Two hundred ninety nine. 298 two hundred <laughs> uh, I mean if you take all the time you need it's like can you mess up <laughs> the pressure would get to you yeah and then of course burned alive that's unfortunate yeah no no thanks uh, here we have I'm no fun on that one <laughs> here's grizzly weather like okay Think of someone who is your friend. Do not select your best friend, but make sure the person is someone you would classify as considerably more than an acquaintance. Okay. This friend is going to be attacked by a grizzly bear. Now, this person will survive this bear attack. That is guaranteed. There is a 100% chance that your friend will live. However, the extent of his injuries is unknown. He might receive nothing but a few superficial scratches, but he might also lose a limb or multiple limbs. He might recover completely in 24 hours with nothing but a great story, or he might spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Somehow, you have the ability to stop this attack from happening. You can magically save your friend from the bear, but his salvation will come at a peculiar price. If you choose to stop the bear, it will always rain. For the rest of your life, wherever you go, it will be raining. Sometimes it will pour, and sometimes it will drizzle, but it will never not be raining. But it won't rain over the totality of the Earth, nor will the hydro hydrological cycle be disrupted. These storm clouds will be isolated, and they'll focus entirely on your specific whereabouts. You will never see the sun again. Do you stop the bear and accept a lifetime of rain? That's got a lot harder all of a sudden. <laughs> <clears throat> the never seeing the sun again part. That Honestly, that part is like... Big that, bummer. Yeah, that's a big bummer right there. Just you, you have your own personal cloud weather. Everyone's like, wow, what a beautiful sunshiny day. And you're like, I literally can't see it. Okay, so worst, just, case, worst case scenario, your friend is paralyzed for life, basically. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. The human carrot. But you had a human carrot. That's a not human, paralyzed. Human vegetable. That's not paralyzed for life. That's That's like... That's like lost consciousness. That's also a, a, a worst case scenario. Was that part? Was that in there? I didn't no, hear that part. They just said you don't know the extent of the injury, so I'm guessing oh. that's the worst case scenario. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't. Uh, you don't know, but you know that you have the power to stop it. Uh, Do I take that chance? Hmm. I mean, here's like the worst case scenario for you, is that it's raining all the time and your friend has no injuries. And, but you did such a beautiful thing. You did do a beautiful thing for for a person. I don't, I, am I am I that am I that altruistic? <laughs> do you care that much about this friend you have in mind, who is not your best friend, of course. I do. I think I'd do it. I think yeah. I'd do it. I I want to save them. I wouldn't have saved them from injury. They didn't say you could. You had to conceal the information. You could at least like hold that over their heads. Yeah, that's true. Hey, man, just so you know, I saved your life, and uh, <laughs> it has to be rained I'm, on forever. No, it's it's just raining. On. So is that wait? Does that mean that it's like raining on you indoors, or like you just there's just oh, it's always raining. Period. That's I, I assumed yeah. it was just always raining. Period. It wasn't necessarily raining on you at all. <laughs> yeah, times. like it comes inside for you. Yeah, it's like I have my own personal cumulonimbus, and like you can, like you can. 
use an umbrella still, right? It doesn't come underneath the umbrella. <laughs> get you. You're like literally, you're just like literally always in uh, like a raincoat. <laughs> like yeah. So you just never leave the house whenever you don't need to. It's just like <laughs> I don't want to go. It's like it's beautiful out. Come on, enjoy the weather. <laughs> Not for yeah. me. I think I take it. I mean, like rainy weather really isn't like isn't that terrible. I mean, I work out in it. It's been raining like crazy this spring. I work in rainy weather like all the time. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer. It would get get depressing for sure. It would definitely get depressing. But like, I feel like I just I'd want to spare somebody potential large amounts of pain or potential not large amounts of pain. But I don't know. I that's the one part I don't know. So like that unknown. That's the thing for me. Is enough. That unknown is enough for me to to at least make that attempt in case it's worse. Yeah, I think the worst for me is definitely better than the worst for them. So it's like you'd have to just yeah. not care about this person at, yeah. to make that decision, the selfish decision, you know? Yeah, you have to have a lot of terrible friends. Because, <laughs> like, you really, I think the depression will be greater when you decide not to... <laughs> Not to prevent this bear attack and they get yep. messed the hell up. Yeah, and when you know you could have. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, the that, rain. That does, that does things to you. Or yeah. would do things to you. The rain is nothing. Alright, here we go. This one's the price of sex appeal. Okay. You meet a wizard. I don't in... I don't I don't know <laughs> what that is. You meet a wizard in downtown Chicago. The wizard tells you tells you he can make you more attractive if you pay him money. When you ask how this process works, the wizard points to a random person on the street. You look at this random stranger. The wizard says, I will now make him one dollar more attractive. He weaves his magic wand. Ostensibly, this person does not change at all. As far as you can tell, nothing is different. But somehow, this person is suddenly a little more appealing. The tangible difference is invisible to the naked eye, but you can't deny that this person is vaguely sexier. This wizard has a weird rule, though. You can only pay him once. You can't keep giving him money until you're satisfied. You can only pay him one lump sum up front. So how much cash do you give the wizard? Okay. I'd say I'd take a look at my bank account. Yep. And I'd take <laughs> at least a few hundred. Because you're never going to get this chance again. you got to go, I'd go $1,000 up front. Really? Just for the novelty of it alone. <laughs> <laughs> just for the just for the novelty, man. I, I'm slamming down a. a it's an experience. Ten, like you, ten Benjamins on this one. Like you pay so much money to go on a trip, you know. But you got this magical wizard here. It makes like, it makes you more attractive. It's at yeah. very least it's a story to tell. But if a dollar a dollar you can't see any difference, but you still sense a slight difference. I feel like a thousand dollars you're making a a lot of difference <laughs> maybe well i feel like more maybe maybe more yeah maybe more women would be interested in me but then they'd still think it was really weird how much i like anime so <laughs> but you, there was like a general aura it seemed like you felt sexier just just like exude <laughs> yeah but yeah but but like it doesn't change your personality at all and that's right. that's what that's gonna have to that's gonna have to knock it in some way so yeah, i mean but... not 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 his process but like that'll like if you're just weird, no one's gonna like you anyway. So, <laughs> so you're saying your weird, your weirdness, uh, <laughs> it does not make up I'd, your I'd weirdness. I probably, I probably, I'd, for the novelty, for the novelty, like you said, I probably, I probably slam somewhere between a hundred and two hundred dollars. Okay. I'd, sl- I'd, sl- I'd slam that down. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be definitely, certainly more attractive. 
physically attractive? Is somehow aura my aura is more attractive to people? That'd be it'd be interesting. I don't I don't like tons of like attention as it is. I kind of like just going about my business and doing my own thing. But like, so if he made you less attractive, you pay five thousand no. dollars. No, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm a adequate amount of attractive as it is. All right. Well, I need as more. Not as in not very. <laughs> but if if I was to do it, then yeah, I just just especially because like if one dollar does something, you still kind of notice it. A hundred dollars is going to do a pretty decent amount. Well, that's the problem with no, no gauge though, is he can easily scam you like. <laughs> It's like the disparity between one dollar and a hundred dollars could just actually be barely anything. It's like it's going to take a million dollars to make much, much difference. Yeah, well, I suppose we, that's, we that's in, this, in this in this hypothetical world we create, I'd have to see another example. So he'd damn, have to he'd have to wizard. throw me. He'd, yeah, this wizard needs to needs to show me what twenty dollars does. The wizard's not really even in it for the money because he he could just accept more money later. But he's like, no, you get one sum, and then I'll never be you'll never be my customer again. Yep, so like, so yeah, somewhere between 100 and 200. Okay, thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. You'd be, you'd just be, uh, you'd just be one, you'd be on the cover of men's fitness or something. I don't know. Men's fitness. <laughs> <laughs> right. be on the cover of GQ. Yeah, who knows? Be like, dang, that dude is. Man, he's I hot. I swear he was more attractive than he was yesterday. He's like, just <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what happened. Someone, yeah, like some wizard got a hold of him and just made him more attractive somehow. Here we got prison culture. All right, this is, <laughs> this is getting dark pretty quickly. A, a totally innocent man is sent to prison for twenty-five years, all for a crime he did not commit. The sucks. DNA evidence <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the DNA evidence that indisputably proves his innocence does not emerge until he has completed his full sentence. During those 25 years in prison, he kills three other inmates, sells drugs, is tangentially involved with the rape of another prisoner, mercilessly abuses a canine police dog, and steals food from other inmates on a regular basis. Okay. However, he was never caught doing any of these illegal acts. Upon his release from prison, he openly admits to doing all these things. In fact, he brags about these activities to the media. Prison is a different culture, he explains. I did what I had to do to survive. You are the head you are head of the penal system. You have just learned of this man's wrongful imprisonment and about all the terrible things he did while in jail. Do you release him back into society or do you attempt to charge him with the new crimes he claims to have committed during his prison stay? I feel like this is an incredibly obvious answer. <clears throat> yes. How could you say anything other than try to get him, try to get him back into the system? Well, actually, I now try I, to now, get him. I, hold on, hold on. I now see what this question is doing. Yeah. Originally, I was like, well, obviously, you want to slam him back in there, but if you put him back in there, then he's just going to do all these horrible he's things. He's going to rape inmates again. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. When you throw out the R word, that's not cool, dude. Yeah, but it's um, <laughs> that's like literally nothing about that is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but the, the problem but, is okay, he served okay, so, 25 okay, okay. years. Okay, so here's the thing. He's saying that he wouldn't do these things if he gets out of prison. Sure. But Maybe. why Why would I believe him? <laughs> right? Why would I believe him that he would not do any of these things? Once he, you see, he claims it's a different culture, but I, I would say that 
it's it's not the culture may have quote unquote changed him, but he's responsible for allowing it to, for allowing it to have this change in his life. So he's not the same person that he was when he entered in. He is changed. He he maybe he won't necessarily do these same things when he's out in society, but he has the potential to. And like as cruel as it sounds, that's way worse than for him to do these things to people who are already in prison. Who again, terrible, terrible, terrible things to people. That's not okay. It shouldn't be a good thing. But like, here's the thing: does it balance itself out that he was in there for twenty five years for a crime no. he didn't commit? No. When someone comes out of a crime of something like that, like you've heard stories of people coming out, yeah, thirty years yeah. after. Yeah, like they're getting but that. That doesn't that doesn't excuse. That still doesn't excuse what he's doing while he's in doesn't there. Doesn't excuse, but there are. I generally you get tons of money for that, like to make up for what you do. Yeah, yeah usually, like, yeah. Does the money outweigh the the crimes you you committed? Um, the problem is the system made him worse than when he was when he started, rather than the ideal scenario for prisoners for them to reform, and come out better. Yeah, <laughs> but he he went in an innocent man and came out. A bad a man, horribly, a horrible <laughs> person. But that's the thing. But that's my point. That's exactly my point. It's still his responsibility. Yes, the system f- clearly failed him, and I think the system should have some culpability and some responsibility for that. But it's still ultimately down to the person to allow that change to happen within themselves. You know, I mean, like you could come up with different hypotheticals all day about this, but. Their personal responsibility is like as a big deal, and like you, no, you, you can get you can get horribly philosophical with this, but like <laughs> I don't think that there's like I don't know if I'd say that there is a is there if there's like yeah so like, like... the yeah I don't know the culture the culture period a culture can. The here's... individuals in a culture can do horrible things. I mean, here's the meaning thing. Meaning that the culture itself is responsible. But each of those individual people are responsible for either conforming or not conforming to that culture. And he conformed to the culture. That's his responsibility for doing that. You know, he didn't, he, also... didn't, he, didn't, he didn't hold on to that hope of I'm innocent and, the, and like, yes, the system's failed me. Yes, I could spend this, this horrible period of time in here, but I'm still going to keep fighting. No, he allowed... The, he allowed himself to be corrupted. I think a lot of the time you're going to lose that hope. It's very hard to not lose the hope. It's, Twenty years have passed. Yeah, but I'm, but, it's the direction he took. Here's the yeah. thing: he said, "I did, I did what I had to do to survive." Prison is a different culture. That's, I, that's, but, that's uh, not. That's just not true. I don't it's, know where the abusing a canine police dog comes into effect, though. How does that come into police, prison culture? He said he mercilessly abuses a canine police dog. That's like that's a that's a character like. Where do, where does where does oh I don't know you know like raping another person, coming down I mean like I know that that's like a thing in prison culture. He's tangentially involved like, with the rape of another. person. What does that even mean? <laughs> that, I guess he he like, gets holds his guy down for another guy. That kind of see thing? that uh, that's so that's awful. That's but just maybe so... he's maybe he's the uncomfortable one here. He's been the one who's. Who's been forced into this position? He's he's been tangentially involved. He as killed in, three happened. other inmates, maybe all out of self-defense, 
and the prison gang, he would have died if he didn't kill these other inmates. He's selling drugs. Yeah, but that's still he, he that's all food. still that's all still his personal responsibility though. But we can't ignore the twenty five years. Why does the twenty five years of injustice come in? How I what mean, does that do yeah, for that's, him? That's horrible. But like But you can't he, does he get nothing for it? He just goes right back in? And then it's just like No, he probably get He'd probably get he'd probably get some money, so he'd be able to like stay in a cushier place in prison. But and it's like you can if you charge him with the new crimes he claims to commit it. Like you're you're going for life sentences again, right? You're going for life sentences for killing people, or or worse. Can you make can you less would you be willing to lessen that sentence for for the guy? Twenty five Prob- years. Would I, would I lessen the sentence? Yeah, maybe like just for the ironic fact, just give him twenty five years again. Yeah, no, I'd probably just do for that. Good measure. Why not? Yeah, sure. You'd probably be dead by that time. So well, who knows how old he was? But he or if he's or if he's seventy five, or if he's going to be doing all those horrible things to people anyways. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, if you put him back in for an extended amount we... of time, he's definitely doing these again. Yeah. So so that means so that means we're 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 spending more taxpayer money to keep him there. Uh, I think we need to consider. Uh, we need to consider an alternative. What's the alternative? The death penalty. Oh no! Controversial. <laughs> what a what, what a way to go. He he served twenty five years for a crime he didn't commit, and suddenly he's he's dying. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know if I'd quite I don't know if I'd quite go that far in that in that span of time, but I think he should. Man, that's really this is this is this is interesting. This is a juicy question. Because here, this if you put one. him, like, this is the thing. The odds are definitely better if you put him out of the system that he'll be better than if you put him in and you give him several years or life sentence. Literally, no hope at that point. He's like, you my life is in, over. I'm gonna keep do what I want. Keep him in solitary. That's even. Ooh, that's not cool though. Why? Because solitary is awful. Yeah, it's worse. He's done pretty horrible things to people. <laughs> I, I can. I, he I know. was ra- he was raped metaphorically by the system. Yeah, the system clearly failed him, but that doesn't excuse what he's doing when he's when he's supposed to be an innocent man. He should hold on to that and not be conf- not conform to a to a horrible terrible culture that's within his ability Here's the he can right he yeah. can rise above that all right so i think killing, should be. killing the inmates i get it selling the drugs fine okay tangential I rape i can nah. see it no but seals food all right but where it crosses the line is the merciless abuse of a canine police dog well, i don't see it fitting into the narrative it's it doesn't it, it's very weird in terms of the narrative I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'd be like okay with you saying I get it for the tangential <laughs> rape, but um, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if you look at that one point, it's like there's no just there's no possible justification for that, right? So that's just like your character is so far gone at this point that like your morality's messed up. Well, yeah. That, like, he's, did, he's did also... you did you get swindled into beating a dog mercilessly? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Were you coerced? I don't think so. Is that prison culture? No. Yeah. So that guy, you want to release that guy back in out in society? No, I don't think that's my argument so. for not. That's the one thing that pissed yeah. me over. Yeah, I don't think so. He's he's clearly unstable. 
I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, you let yourself be transformed by that system, man. By not by the system, by the you let yourself you let yourself down by conforming to a horrible, miserable existence. Don't do that. Yeah. Rise above. Now let's do one or two more. This one's called the dress See, code. Are, are they going to be as controversial? <laughs> no, this one's called the dress code, so probably not. You work in an office, performing a job that you find satisfying and which compensates you adequately. The company that employs you is suddenly purchased by an eccentric millionaire who plans to immediately raise each person's salary by 5% and extend an extra week of vacation to all full-time employees. However, this new owner intends to enforce a somewhat radical dress code. Every day, men will have to wear tuxedos, tails, and top hats. During the summer months, male employees will be allowed to wear gray three-piece suits on casual Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Women must exclusively work in formal wear, prefer preferably ball gowns or prom dresses. Each employee will be given an annual $1,500 stipend to purchase necessary garments, but that money can only be spent on work-related clothing. The new regime starts in three months. Do you seek employment elsewhere? The new regime? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was so? What was the stipulation at the beginning? What was it about? Is was it something about how well you're paid or? The company, this millionaire is gonna raise every person's salary by five percent and extend an extra week of vacation to all full-time employees. You just have to abide by this dress code. I think I, I. Five percent, extra week of vacation, and you're already satisfied and being paid adequately is what the idea is. So. An extra 5% would be nice. Yeah, I mean... An extra week of vacation would be really nice, They're too. paying you for the necessary to get the necessary garments. I'm all in. I think I'd do it. Yeah, I think I'd do it. I mean, like, depending on what the job is, it'd probably... It'd be like, you know, like you're working... Say you're, like, working at, like... Where you're, like, a, like a factory or something. You're like, oh, this is... You work in an office, so... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so you're, oh, just, Absolutely, one You're sitting this. in your cubicle with your I would top hat. Absolutely, do this. Okay. Absolutely. It is a little weird, maybe a little yeah. weird, weird flag for the millionaire guy, but yeah, yeah, definitely weird. Because he's like, uh, I want you all to dress up, and it, the it, women it, get your pretty dresses out. Yeah. So, like, the female perspective on this, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to know, because I'm sure that would be a little different. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe other guys would think differently. Than I mean, it's me easy. To, it's easy for us to wear a, a tuxedo and a top hat. If you give us yeah. the money, it's like, yeah, absolutely. It would one hundred percent. I love the way I look in a tux. It's, it's cool. <laughs> but it's, it's like, I love. Suddenly, uh, the women are on display, though. It's like you give them. Yeah, it's, it's a, a nice weird. dress out. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of weird. Yeah, everybody so, yeah, in my I, office is working and they're <laughs> looking pretty, bro. Wow. that's Weird yes, flex. Well, Weird flex well, from the millionaire for sure. So a women's perspective on that would be really would be interesting. So that's the ultimate flex. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, "I'm gonna pay you guys more, but you gotta do my dress code because my you, weird fantasy I have." But you literally, <laughs> I want all the men in tuxedos. <laughs> like, I, like, is it? Are we like going back to like like twenties, like roaring twenties? Casual Fridays, you get to wear a three piece gray suit. I will meet you in the smoking room and we will discuss the news of of the monarchy. This one's called Homeless Boulevard. Okay. You encounter a boulevard filled with homeless people, human waste, and dried blood. Really sad. There are at least 50 people lying in the street, men, women, and teenagers. 
It's the I'm... middle of summer, and none of them have bathed in weeks. A few are crackheads, most are intoxicated, a handful are mentally insane. All are hungry and desperate. Suddenly, you are granted an incredible capability. If you have unprotected intercourse with any of these individuals, right then and there, immediately on the sidewalk, in public, you will end worldwide homelessness forever. Worldwide <laughs> homelessness? Within five years, no one will ever be homeless again, and everyone will know it was because of your selflessness. However, if you elect not to do this, no one will ever know you had this opportunity. You will not be held accountable for not choosing to do anything. Do you do this? You can select the homeless person you will have sex with. 100%. If I can choose, yes. Uh, it's worth the I'd, risk. I'd, yeah. I'd, and, I mean, like, would I be compromising my morals? 100%. Would I still do it because I would be saving aspects of humanity? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and what are the odds of something bad comes of it from your exchange right what i mean are the probably odds? probably pretty good <laughs> um probably pretty good but uh you pick uh, the best good looking homeless person you can find yeah sure <laughs> the best not bathed person yeah uh, oh it'd be gross and you have to do it on the sidewalk in public that's interesting but you're also on homeless boulevard <laughs> anything goes on homeless boulevard the dried blood <laughs> on the streets not cool not okay <laughs> But um, worldwide yeah, homelessness. If I could end worldwide homelessness and, and hunger, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but then what happens to the middle class, right? <laughs> <laughs> they all just become one. We're screwed. The homeless just people. The homeless people, are, are aren't hungry anymore. So, <laughs> what's the point of the middle class? All right. And it's ending it forever too. So you wouldn't have any have it ever again. So. Right. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> you have to be pretty selfish to not do that. I think. Yeah. You care that much about your own well-being. <laughs> These people, they're already homeless. They're already starving. Let them continue. I don't want a new problem. All right. This one's called Earth versus the Moon. All right. Last one? <clears throat> Maybe. This one's really short, actually. Okay. <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have won a prize. The prize has two options, and you can choose either but not both. The first option is a year in Europe with a monthly stipend of $2,000. The second option is 10 minutes on the moon. Which option do you select? A monthly stipend of $2,000? Yeah, and you're there for a year in Europe. Or 10 minutes on the moon. The science fiction fan says you want to spend time on the moon. The frugal and practical part of me says spend the time in Europe, you fool. (laughs) I'd probably go with the Europe, honestly. 10 minutes on the moon would be pretty rad. But like... I mean, what is there to do? <laughs> What's to do on the moon? Like, I don't think you go to the moon for fun. It's like the the. It's more like jaw dropping experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. You get to look. At I'd it. rather go. I'd rather go to like go in orbit or something. Right. That would be hard. That would be harder for me than going to the moon or like going to like Mars or something. Right, but you can yeah. just say you're one of the few that went on the moon. You can brag about you, that. Maybe you, maybe you could you could the make opportunity. Money, you could make money in television interviews by doing that. Yeah, and then my go ten, to Europe. My ten minutes on the moon, and you could write a book about it. Yeah, and you get money about my to, ten minutes on the moon. You get you money document. and you go to Europe for a year anyway. How about that? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd take the Europe. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, think about it. It's like practically though, Europe. That sounds great. I mean, I'd prefer that as an experience to be honest, but. If you go to the moon for ten minutes, that's an experience you're not going to get offered up until you're speci- unless you're specifically going into that very direct field that's very hard to get into. Europe, you have the opportunity, 
if you yeah, want to. Yeah, I mean, to like, we could, I could probably go there if I could take vacation. I could probably buy a ticket and fly there now. Yeah, it's like maybe not for a but, year, but it's like yeah, you can experience that, whereas the moon is something you probably will never experience. So that's the thing to consider when I'm going to Europe. Yeah, still. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I think that would be really great. I love space. I love all that cool <laughs> jazz. <laughs> all right, this but is the yeah, last I mean, one for I... sure. Okay. Musical rehearsal. Reversal. <laughs> the musical reversal. Nice. All right, we gotta get the get the words right here. Assume everything about your musical taste was reversed overnight. Everything you once loved, you now hate. Everything you once hated, you now love. For example, if your favorite band has always been REM, they will suddenly sound awful to you. They will become the band you dislike the most. By the same token, if you've never been remotely interested in the work of Yes and Jethro Tull, those two groups will instantly seem fascinating. If you generally dislike jazz today, you'll generally like jazz tomorrow. If you currently consider the first album by Veruca Salt to be slightly above average, you'll probably find it to be slightly below average. Everything will become its opposite, but everything will remain in balance, and the rest of your personality will remain unchanged. So, in all likelihood, you won't love music any less, or any more than you do right now. There will still be artists you love, and who make you happy. They will be all the artists you currently find unlistenable. Now, I can see that this transformation would make you unhappy, but explain why. I feel like a lot of the music that I love is tied to specific things I, I i raised up my shirt while you're reading the question my distant worlds music from final fantasy shirt so yeah. i'd like i'd miss out on a lot of game music i'd miss out on a lot of movie soundtracks i'd miss out on a lot of classical music and opera and i'd miss out on grunge i'd miss out on classic rock i'd miss out on U2, I'd miss out on so many things that I love. And it's like, yeah, I would gain a greater appreciation for things that I don't like. But a lot of what I like is, like, in terms of music, is tied to just what I like in general. Music is super... I mean, whenever we talk about games... I guess we didn't really do this too much on our five things. I, I tried to mention it as much as I could, but music in games is like a super huge, super important factor for me. Mm -hmm. So like if I didn't enjoy that music, if I would just be listening to like hip hop the whole time, which I don't have any interest in really, I'm just listening to that the whole time while I'm playing this game instead, instead mm -hmm. like in headphones, mm -hmm. like I feel like I'm missing out on an integral part of the experience. But do you ever play a video game and you're like, this music's, I don't like this music. Not very often. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like Urban Yeti. Right. It's not, which is, yeah. Which, which I find funny because of how bad the music is. So I guess I would find it, I'd, I'd like it, and then I'd want to defend it and wonder why people are laughing at it. I guess, which would be weird. <laughs> so, so yeah, most, the, so most the of the opposite. time, yeah, most of the time, a good video game is gonna have good music like music that you'll enjoy so it's not gonna really some, help some, you some really bad video games have good music too right so, so. it'll probably not help you to to like the opposite in that scenario yeah. um for me it's definitely like i was never huge music was not very important to me until pentatonics and then okay, yeah i mean that's my whole I'm part of this whole community and everything yeah you yeah that's that's like your thing on your channel yeah, so, so like yeah 
That would be that'd be horrible for you. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> really you'd like completely lose like. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah that's had a big big impact on me the last few years. So yeah yeah and, and before that it's like obviously music was a part of my life. It was like it came and went, but it was never a huge thing that I focused on. But now I'm like reviewing music. <laughs> so it's like I don't think there would be much value in liking the opposite and I don't really know what the opposite of what I like is at this point I, I like a lot of different things I'm open to a lot of different things so I'm curious what I would really like now what's the opposite of Yeah. I don't know but yeah definitely that's why <laughs> that's what this, this prompt is explain why yeah why well that's why just because it's yeah, there's more. There's more to it than just the sound. It's like the the actual yeah. attachment yeah. and exactly ramifications. There's a lot of ramifications of just losing things that have been like so important to you. Right. So big time. All right, I I think that we can wrap it up there. I mean, look. Yeah. We did. That was fun. Honestly, that was yeah. great. That was uh, got got juicy with that prison one. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's a beautiful number. Awesome. That's great. I didn't even know I didn't know how many we were getting through. So Let's shoot for that, cool. then. If we do another one, we'll do 10 at a time. Yeah, yeah. So Very we did cool. 10 out of 50. So, so hey, we got enough for five five episodes of this. Yeah. Woo. Who knows when we'll have time to do that, but. Yeah, really. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a tight, tight schedule coming up. But stuff I'd love to do that. Stuff stuff we want to do it would be so. cool actually if we could get someone else in here to do to talk about it too it would be interesting to have another perspective yeah if we had a guest or something yeah that'd be that, that would be a fun one to break out for a guest for sure because this is the kind of thing uh you can really talk about with if you have a bunch of different perspectives to bounce it off of it's interesting yeah yeah uh yeah i literally like the uh the moral dilemmas though those are good mm. the uh Prison culture one's definitely the best. My my favorite one. That was that was um that one was uh, like I said that one was pretty juicy. So. All right, well, thank you for watching. This gives my Tarkon score of nine out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give it a score. But hey, sound off in the comments if you're if you're watching. Let us know what you think about some Anyways, of these. What, yeah. what what perspectives you would have taken? Rusty, um, Rusty, are you out there? Are yeah. you watching? Yeah, is Rusty watching? What would he do? I know he likes he know he likes these type of things, hypotheticals and would you rather's and right. everything well, like let's that. Let's get him so. to do these too. He'll do. Yeah, he'll be should. the guest on every video. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like maybe if we, when we do the gents challenge stuff, maybe we can have uh, do like one of these before because we'll be short videos, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>